sharing projects that matter. This is Community Voices on Portland Radio Project. Ethos, give us a little bit of a history of the organization. I think we all know it's a music organization, but... Yep. Tell us what it is. Sure, yeah. So uh, Ethos Music Center has been in existence for 20 years now. This is actually, we're celebrating our 20th anniversary year, which is very exciting. And we exist to provide music education for kids, regardless of their socioeconomic status, geographic location, uh, and other barriers that have been put in place uh, largely in the last you know couple of decades due to severe uh, budget cuts. Uh, in schools. So in the mid-90s, I think most people know there were some severe budget crises in our local schools. And unfortunately, some of the the first things that get cut are arts and music programs in schools. Mm -hmm. And that, in fact, was the case. It's never been remedied. And so uh, in the late 90s, uh, a gentleman by the name of Charles uh, Lewis decided that uh, he would do what he could. And so he and a band of volunteers decided to put together this organization to kind of fill this gap and to make sure that students primarily in North and Northeast Portland, uh, in these low-income schools where the budget cuts were most severe, that they wouldn't have to go without music education. And so the scrappy band of volunteers put together this organization, starting with music classes in donated space at the University of Portland, uh, just holding holding classes for kids in the neighborhood. And from there, it grew um, every single year. Uh, and and uh, t- the, a couple of years after that, uh, Ethos moved into a small building at the corner of uh, North Williams and Killingsworth. And then uh, uh, a couple of years after that, moved into our current location, which is right there at the corner of, of Williams and uh, Killingsworth. So people who are driving through that very busy intersection – uh, even if they've never stepped foot inside Ethos, they know that we're there. They know that we do music lessons for kids. And uh, so we we do, uh, you know, we're, we're 20 years strong now uh, and still holding uh, true to the original vision. It's much bigger now than it was in 1998, um, but the, the same core principles still apply. And that is making sure that uh, music education uh, and all of its academic, social, behavioral benefits they're all well documented, uh, are accessible to all kids, regardless of how much um, money their uh, parents make or where they live uh, or their uh, nation of origin or their immigration status or any of those other uh, factors. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, as a student, I took advantage of music education, and I know that my son did as well. Why is it important to have arts education or music education for kids? What does that bring to their lives and to their educational experience? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And I think it really gets to the why the work that we do is so important. Uh, I know that I believe, and I think Megan probably believes this too, and I also think that the research backs this up, that uh, arts and music education instills in kids um, some really important skills that I personally don't think you can get from other disciplines necessarily. In particular, there is a level of creativity and problem solving and communication and compassion and just working in collaboration with other, with other, with your peers in order to create something new or something musical and artistic. 
Um, Those are things that when they're instilled at a young age for uh, a child will have lifelong benefits. It'll impact their high school years. It'll impact their, if they choose college, it'll impact that or, or other career options that they may choose. Not to mention the fact that I think it, you know, now more than ever, it's become abundantly clear that those very skills are more important now than ever. Um, you know, I think we need to build communities of people who have and exhibit and use compassion and creativity and problem solving and good communications. Um, but unfortunately, you know, these programs have been slashed out of our uh, public schools. And so it's not a part of the daily curriculum, certainly not for low-income schools, um, which is where the the cuts have been most prevalent. Mm-hmm. I also, just from my own experience, know that kids who may not have been successful in traditional classroom and traditional sort of math, science, literature classes often, you know, music class was where they really thrived and and found home for themselves. For for sure. So we do, um, we run after school programs in uh, 13 low income schools in Portland. And we've heard, you know, these very same things from directly from the students themselves, you know, students who may have they may have challenges that you or I may not be able to, you know, quite quite comprehend. Uh, but we've heard from them that when it comes to music class that they get in their after school programs, it helps them. It helps in, instill in them confidence and gives them something to look forward to, and gives them new tools to kind of express themselves in a very fierce and courageous way. And we, uh, you know, we encourage that in in those classrooms. We we build our we build our classes. With specifically with the kids' needs in mind, so that we're you know really building community, helping them build community, and helping them uh, to become you know really fierce communicators. Yeah, yeah. and so, I, I should also add too that uh, it's not just you know like I think we probably all have our own personal stories about the the impacts that music has had on our lives, uh, but it's it's not just it's not just anecdotal. It's actually uh, quantitative. There have been research. Uh, reports, including one that we uh, collaborated with Portland Public Schools on a number of years ago, that showed there were in fact uh, academic benefits to uh, for the students who participated in our program. So they um, increased scores in standardized testing as well as behavioral benchmarks like attendance. Um, so it's having a, an actual daily impact on these kids' lives. Wow! Yeah, wow. some of our students. Um, that's the reason they come to school is because of their music yeah. class. Yep. Um, I think it helps provide a sense of identity and common language that they might not be able to find elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's so fun. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> oh, you yeah, can't forget that. <laughs> we can't forget just how much fun it is to like be a kid and be able to bang on a drum right. or play ukulele and learn a song and then get to, you know, perform. We do, you know, uh, showcases and recitals at the end of terms so that students have the ability to perform in front of their, families or their friends or their communities and their peers. Um, yeah. And it's a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you have, uh, you have three different components. Do you want to tell me about the three different components or the three different programs that ethos runs right now? I would love to. Uh, and so this is, has been, uh, you know, a lot has changed over the last 20 years, but our, um, 
our, our main approach to our, our programming has remained basically the same um, because it works really well. Uh, so we do, we have our headquarters, which is at, it's in North Portland. It's at the corner of uh, North Williams and Killingsworth. And we, uh, and anybody who's listening, if you ever want to come by and check out the place, you should, even if you're, you don't think you want to do music lessons for yourself, um, you should come by and see it. It's a great community space um, that we're very proud of. Uh, but we do in-house group and individual lessons there for kids, all on a sliding scale. And we base that off of the free and reduced lunch model uh, at schools. It's uh, a, an easy, simple criteria for us to use, and it doesn't provide much of a burden for families to be able to show the paperwork. Um, and so we use that for our sliding scale. And uh, so we do we teach everything from piano to guitar to voice to violin, which is what Megan plays. Um, among many other things, um, <laughs> drums, bass, horns, uh, cello. I'm, I'm sure. Oh, we also do, uh, taiko drumming classes, capoeira classes. Uh, we have for the little ones, we have uh, something called little music, uh, which is a group class for, uh, two to three year olds and then four to five year olds. They get this sort of like first, um, exposure to music and they get to dance and bang on bang on things and discover new instruments so we do all that at our headquarters um year round uh during the summer we have summer camps for um students that's what's happening right now we're in week five of nine weeks of week-long summer camps um and it's a ton of fun uh right now this week is uh piano and strings and then we've got some rock band and hip hop classes. We've had some drumming camps. So yeah, it's, it's a bunch of fun. So that all happens at our headquarters. It's lively. It's exciting. Um, we have a lot of fun there. Uh, then we also run our, our music core program, which is our after school outreach program that's in specifically inside the Portland metro area. Uh, and that's a, a partnership with the Portland Children's Levy, which was just uh, reapproved by Portland voters by an overwhelming margin. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, and that allows us to provide after-school music programming through mostly through Sun schools uh, in 13 low-income Portland-based schools. Uh, and there we do group ukulele classes and drumming, and we have a couple of marimba classes actually, and some singing and a couple of hip-hop classes at. It, it really varies, um, and we design those classes in collaboration with the students and the site administrators and the teachers to make sure that we're really uh, providing something that is of real uh, service to the, the students there. And that program, we serve it's nearly 500 students um, each year. And I should also add that in our at our headquarters, we serve uh, nearly 1,000 students each week on a yearly average. Uh, so that's two of our programs. Our third program, which is a very, very exciting one and something that we've done for a long time, is our rural outreach program. And Megan Moran is our rural um, outreach program director, and she can talk about what they do there. Sure. Happy to. Um, so the rural outreach project is currently based as a, an AmeriCorps program in conjunction with Oregon Volunteers, which is sort of like uh, AmeriCorps is sort of like a domestic Peace Corps so all like full-time volunteers who are going into 10 rural communities across Oregon and serving K through 12 students who wouldn't otherwise have access to music. And it can look a lot of different ways. There's usually general music, singing, ukulele, recorder, guitars for younger students. And then um, again, in collaboration with communities, we generally try to build programs that they're looking for. That may be rock band. Um, it may be pep band. 
It could be a choir or strings. Uh, just kind of depends on what the school and community and students are interested in. And then we're also trying to build capacity for sustainable music programming that could be utilizing volunteers or doing arts integration or getting district hired music instructors into the school so that we can then go on and serve other communities. Uh, most of our schools are between 70 and 100% free and reduced lunch, which is the poverty indicator that Scott mentioned earlier. And uh, they're coming from all different backgrounds. Each of our towns are very unique. Um, they can range in population size from 150 to over about 7,500, and really all across Oregon, eastern, southern, um, the west side of the Cascades. And so, yeah, we really try to make sure that we're meeting the needs of all of these different students. Some of the communities that we're in are uh, Dufer, Maupin, Falls City, Elkton, Madras, Metolius, uh, Lake County, and Monument and Spray. Wow. So, so yeah. yeah, small communities. They're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're small communities. They are far removed from metro areas, obviously, and are, you know, they're, they're communities that are not only do they have economic challenges, but they sort of have, you know, longstanding economic challenges. As Megan mentioned, you know, we're not just there to provide a cheap alternative to music programming for them. We're there to help build a bridge and help build infrastructure so that uh, the communities, if they see the value of, of having a music program, then hopefully they can, to whatever extent possible, build up their own music program. And then we shuffle off to the next town that needs us. <laughs> and, and your AmeriCorps volunteers, do they live in the community? So... They do. About half of our AmeriCorps members come from this region, Washington, Oregon, and then about half of them come from around the country. Um, we're a very unique program. We're one of two programs in the country that has music as the one of the core tenants of their program. And so, yeah, they live in these communities. They're active musically, but then oftentimes they'll also be playing a lot of other roles as well in those communities as other folks in small towns do. For instance, in Monument, there was a visual artist uh, or musician who was also a visual artist, and they ended up painting a mural on the school. So, yeah, whatever skills and creative outlets that they can bring to the community, they also bring that with them as well. Oh, that's yeah. so exciting. What a great experience for everybody. <laughs> I also asked Scott and Megan about some success stories. Megan, who was formerly an AmeriCorps volunteer for the organization, talked about one of her students. I was an AmeriCorps member for two years living out in Fossil Condon and Long Creek. And in one particular town, there was a student who I met briefly. Uh, I believe he was in eighth grade at the time. And he was starting to get into, sometimes there's mm, drug issues in smaller towns. And he was starting to get into a little bit of trouble, um, ended up getting sent to juvie for a little while. And then when he came back, he was buckling down and music was really an awesome outlet for him. And so I ended up meeting with him multiple times after school every week for several years. And he ended up going on and was accepted into the Berkeley School of Music, um, guitarist, but a composer, songwriter, just was um, an amazing student. So I think that those sorts of students who wouldn't otherwise have access to really um, have the structure, they might be able to play music on their own, but in terms of really moving them out into the direction that they want to go, um, I think that Ethos is a great venue for for helping provide that that structure and that guidance um, and really feeding them 
in terms of what inspires them and what they want to do with their lives. That is tremendous. Yeah. Just um, so few kids are able to come out of juvie and just turn it all around. It's really incredible. One of the things that I would say too about our, um, our, all of our programs, including our, our in-house programming is that we're not just a place where kids go to get music lessons. Um, I mean, you can do that in lots of places. Um, we're unique in that we, um, are accessible to students who don't have means to go, you know, to some other for-profit, um, business to get music lessons. Um, but we're, we're more than just a place for music lessons. I think we really have established the organization very intentionally as a, as a community center and as a place where, where students and their families, um, can almost build a second home in a lot of ways. And we have, we have students and our students come from, from, you know, all, all walks of life, but we have kids who've come in as very young students who've done, you know, started out maybe doing piano lessons and then have, have built up their own voice and their own, their, their own way of expressing themselves and maybe moved into singing or songwriting. And then, you know, our rock band program is a really great outlet for students as they get a little older to kind of use those skills and put them to use in a, in a very collaborative setting with their peers to rock out on stage and, and, you know, make music together with other people. And so we've seen so many kids like just be part of the organization, you know, since they were small children till, you know, they've basically graduated and, and have, have moved on. Um, and you can see, you know, the, the, the impact that the organization has on kids just in their faces, you know, when they come in for violin lessons or they come in to do piano, it's a space that makes them happy and gives them a place to look forward to and gives them a place where they can feel like they're home. That is fantastic. That's such a such a gift. And it's not many places in Portland where people from all walks of life are able to gather and feel comfortable together. So that's really an incredible thing to bring to the community as well. Yeah. I asked Scott for a story to share about one of our Portland area kids. Among many, he wanted to highlight a young man that has been part of their program for years. If you go to our Facebook page, actually, you can see a, a video that we put together um, featuring um, one of our students. Uh, his name's uh, DeVos Phelps, um, and he is—he uh, just turned 14, actually, um, this last, last May. Uh, but he's a—without uh, getting into specifics—he's—he's he's had, um, um, you know, he's had a rough time, and uh, he has been able to come to ethos for, uh, he started off doing piano lessons and then that, um, very quickly turned into piano and voice lessons, uh, with his instructors because he's got the most incredible soul voice, um, you can possibly imagine. Uh, and so we've got a, a, a video of DeVos, um, playing, but also talking about what ethos means to him. And so if you go to our Facebook page, you should really check it out. Uh, you can hear from him directly um, and from one of his caseworkers about what um, uh, what it means to him. And he's now getting he's, he's getting uh, old enough that he's now uh, around volunteering, uh, which is really cool. So he's actually now um, serving as something of a mentor for some of our younger students. Um, it's really fun to see. Uh, I think it's great for it's great for him. It's great for you know these younger students who get to kind of learn from him and listen in awe when he plays piano and sings uh, some song that will just rip your heart out. 
Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So we should keep an ear open for his name. We'll, we'll be oh, hearing yeah. it. Yeah, 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 Deva, <laughs> yeah. And he won't mind me saying uh, DeVos is a future star for yeah. sure. You've been listening to Community Voices on Portland Radio Project. Learn more at prp.fm.